every court case that's brought against you is a bill of attainder. The public act or the public law that clearly used those verbiage is the federal constitution. And Article 1, Section, section 9, I believe. Yeah, so one, two, three. Your third clause lets you know no bill of attainder shall be passed. What is a bill of attainder? Um, Bouvier's dictionary, the 1819 version, uh, lets you know that an attainder, by the way, a bill is just a type of cause of action. An attainder is the extinction of rights and capacities which takes place whenever a person who has committed treason or felony receives sentence of death for his crime. This death that's referred to herein is not physical death. It starts off by letting you know the extinction of civil rights and capacities. This death being referred to is regarding your capacity and your rights. Valentine's Dictionary also lets you know the, the 1916 version lets you know a little bit more clearly that attainder is the extension of one's civil rights and capacity. The third edition, which is 1968 version of Valentine's, lets you know that attainder is the state into which the offender, state meaning capacity and condition, into which the offender, meaning oftentimes whoever they are bringing in as the defendant or the subject, or the presumed subject, aka the slave of whoever is bringing a claim against you through a bill, aka true bill, was placed by operation of law. The, the legal aspect of things, the civil procedures, the, the rules of evidence, and other state laws regarding what they say that you, you did, or whatever alleged crimes that you had committed. When sentence was pronounced against him for a capital offense by the ancient common law, the three principal incidents of attainder were one, forfeiture of property, corruption of blood, and civil death. So you see, this death is not that, oh, you murdered someone, so now you got a grand jury, or we just did an ex parte or administrative hearing, and we sentenced you to death because, well, you killed somebody. No, no, that's not what they're referring to. It could be, but nine out of ten times, it is not physical death. Because if you, be, the moment they determine that your ability and your capacity is dead, they can do whatever it is they want with you. And that is the presumption that they step into with any situation, whether it's something as simple as you not paying your water bill 
and the municipality sues you for it or as simple as a traffic case or something like failure to identify or aggravated assault whatever it is whatever the intensity of what people usually say oh man that's a big crime or oh no that's a small crime they always approach you from the perspective that you are dead and you have no standing capacity and as a result you forfeited your property and oftentimes that property is not necessarily your money your car or your house even though whenever they lock you up they get you to sign some documents a certain jurisdiction that uses your your vehicle or your house as a collateral they actually do these things if you don't have the physical you know cash to give to them they will offer you other documents they will go to the bills bondsman or sometimes they just have it ready to have you place collateral and oftentimes you know most people don't show up most people are afraid most people go to you to to an attorney who's an officer of the court as we know and will screw them over and that bail condition of them relinquishing their physical property gets relinquished so that applies but this forfeiture of property is not that physical property your substantive rights are your property the things that are incorporeal the things that you cannot physically touch but affect your everyday right your, excuse me your everyday activity and your lifestyle your rights are your property corruption of blood whenever any type of line of descent or airship is severed removed separated extinguished they are accomplishing they're accomplishing all that through all their court documents simple as these three things are it pretty much encompasses what happens to everyone within a judicial system or the quasi judicial system and oftentimes this corruption of blood you will see in things like child protective service cases and they are so bold to the point where they even tell you in child protective service cases that the matter that they are adjudicating is in the interest of they put the names and then they let you know that's the minor but then you think to yourself oh in the interest that means nothing interests it's the same thing as your right and capacity. If you have no standing or right or capacity to anything, then you simply have no interest in it. It's that simple. So whenever you see the word interest, it's the same thing as capacity, it's the same thing as right, it's the same thing as standing. And another very slick word they use is the term estate. Estate is a legalese just one word, but it's a legalese word. It basically means your interest, your right, your standing, and your capacity. And Bouvier's makes it very clear, undisputably, that your estate 
is the condition or circumstance in which the owner stands with reference to his property. You see how all this links? So when they bring a bill of attainder to you, they're letting you know that these proceedings is under the presumptions that you are civilly dead and you have no standing or capacity. That is the reason why when you start to speak up, they just ignore you. That is the reason why when you start to speak up in a manner that holds them liable, they want to do a psychological evaluation. Are you all right? Why are you enforcing the Constitution? You're supposed to be our subject. You shouldn't have any standing or capacity. Are you sure you want to stand up and speak up? Are you sure? Because the presumption is that you're civilly dead. How do you know that most of these true bills, indictments, warrants, bond conditions, how do you know they are, they are all bill of attainders? Because they extinguish your right. Now to you it's the extinguishment of your right, but to them it is presumption that your right has already been extinguished, so they can do that. Therefore they can do what they're doing. Most warrants are not even properly signed. Do not serve those warrants as required by the state or federal constitutions. Some warrants are only enforceable within the counties. But they go outside of the state and get people. And people don't even examine these things. Most criminal activities require preponderance of evidence that you have committed it, you're about to commit it, which is intent, or you are currently doing it. Those three factors of a crime does not exist in most criminal cases. And even if it does, they cannot the way that they present things, they don't even produce evidence. But since you don't entertain these foundational principles of due process, these constitutional principles, then they are correct. Your standing and capacity has been extinct. It is dead. So they are right in bringing bills of attainders, which are those complaints that is often created by the same cop, same police municipal employee who arrested you, who acted as a witness via his police report, and acted as a complainant by bringing a claim against you. Oh, this guy refused to show his ID. Oh, his driver's license had expired. conflict of interest you don't bring these things up then that's an affirmation that you are civilly dead and your capacity is extinct all these things that they bring to you in municipal cases they are all bills of attainders And the moment they begin to do attachments based on those simulation of legal process, they attach your properties, your paycheck, 
Paycheck is your property. You are forfeiting it. You're dealing with child protective service. That's corruption of blood. The line of descent of the child is severed by them snatching the child away from the mother or the father. And all these are unconstitutional. In Illinois Article 2, Section 11 tells you all penalties shall be proportioned to the nature of the offense. And no conviction shall work corruption of blood or forfeiture of the state. State, as we know, is your interest standing in capacity to any given thing under any given instance. But guess what they do in these courts? The complete opposite of these. So bring these things up. Don't necessarily have to try to educate them about the definition, but it is your obligation to know what it means. And once you know what it means, all you have to do is bring in the Constitution in a specific section regarding what is being done wrong. Invoke it so that it is not presumed that your capacity, your interest, your right, so that it's not presumed to, to be extinct or extinguished. No one can make you your essence. Constitution just means that which constitutes your being. It's your essence. That's why they're inalienable. That's why they're substantive. It's the core of who and what you are. It's the reason why it's called constitution. This is what constitutes you. This is what naturally exists in you. All men are by nature free and independent. Like when your body gets any type of scratch, or even if it's a bone, for those of you who've, who've broken or shattered a bone, you know how much pain and time it takes. The body has a tendency to go back into a state of equilibrium, to a state of free freedom from pain, freedom from struggle, freedom from death. Your body, your system, your spirit has the innate capacity and the intent to constantly be free. Whatever is written here is just a reflection of your nature. And because it is also the nature of men to take advantage of people, to enslave people. Slavery is nothing new. We've been doing it to each other since time immemorial. And because the nature of men is also entropy, fear, guilt, hate, sorrow, anger. Some group of wise women and wise men realized it is necessary to put prima facie evidence of the corresponding aspect of that entropy, that aspect of man that wants to enslave others and impose their thought forms and others and take other people's shit. The corresponding aspect of it, whether you consider it good, light, whatever it is, is written down. Just in case you forget, once a war takes place, people attempt to recover from that war. In the process of that, they forget things. In the process of that, people sell out. In the process of that, people give up. In the process of that, people get distracted with other issues. In the process of that, people choose not to take self-responsibility. And so that the future generation can come and remember and pick it up, these things are written down. So if it is presumed that your interests, your standing, your capacity, your right of airship, your right to your property, whether it's corporeal or incorporeal, physical or not. 
whether it's considered to be extinguished or dead, whether you're considered to be an offender where there's no evidence of probative value to prove it, you must bring these things up because if you don't, then it's an affirmation. It is an affirmation that your rights, your standing and capacity are dead and extinguished. All these court proceedings are bill of attainders. It is your responsibility to reverse that, object to that, and be what you truly are. Be your nature. All men are by nature free and independent. All men are not created equal, but all men are nonetheless by nature free and independent. Have certain inherent it's your essence. It's natural. It comes natural. You don't have to teach some people how to dance for them to know how to dance. You don't have to teach some people how to speak different languages for them to know how. You don't have to teach some people how to laugh or how to have sense of humor. It's just inherent. These are just attributes and inalienable rights. These are incorporated things that you cannot touch but affect your everyday activity. Your rights are your interests. If you don't have any standing or capacity, then you don't have any interest in anything, aka you don't have the right to whatever that specific subject matter is. It's like a sign-in contract on stock markets over real estate. You have to have right to that contract. You have to have interest in it in order for you to assign it or do anything with it. If you don't, then you have no standing or capacity to deal with it. And these things, beyond those little small aspects of commercial activities, which is cool. If it's being dealt with in its proper jurisdiction and you're not taking advantage of people with it, then these rights, among them are life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. We hear this phrase so much that when most we hear they just... They gloss over it. It's just, it's repetitive. Most people don't even understand that your right to life is your right to all these things. Your right to life is not to be taken advantage of. Your right to life, your children, if you're dealing with, you know, child protective service, those are your children. That is a life. Those are life force, life forms. It's a replication of who you are. And in order to secure these rights and protection of properties, whether it's your house, your vehicle, your right to be left the fuck alone, your right to associate or not associate with other people, your right to your, your spiritual belief, your spiritual and religious sacraments. Oh, you got caught by some, you know, municipal employees because you got a pound of weed on you. Well, you have to, according to your religion, it's your property and it's your sacred. Governments are instituted amongst men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. So, if any municipalities who is a home rule unit wants to say that, hey, you are our subject, they nonetheless need your consent to do that. And if you are not governed by them, 
then the principles and obligation of contract remain and the right of association remains. Just a little food for thought. 